something that you'd be all right it's the first time i'm worried about you can i ask you a personal question okay tell me something girl do you write songs or anything i don't sing my own songs why i just don't feel comfortable why wouldn't you feel comfortable Almost every single person has told me they like the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. Hey. What? I just want to take another look at you. In all the good times, I find myself longing for change. Here's what we're going to do. You come sing that song that I love. No, I can't do that. Here, no. come on, here we go. Oh, trust me. It's not funny. <laughs> Look at me. All Again to the the download podcast season two. Two. Feel like I should have like echo on my voice. Where every time we say season two, it just yeah. I could do it, but I'm not. Yeah, pretty much. They'd be like, "What the fuck?" Um, Welcome back to the show. This was good. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Darren Jenkins. I'm Chris Saunders, and uh, we are back. For another season of tantalizing music and film reviews, um, and theoretically, so I was talking to someone else about this, our um, doing this, and they're like, "Why are you guys doing this so late?" <laughs> I was like, "Hey, better late than never." Well, I will take responsibility for that. I had to wait 
Well, initially, here's my initial thing is what I wanted to do. Should I say what the name of the thing is? Yeah. We are reviewing A Star is Born months and months later. Um, and uh, what I initially wanted to do was watch the original. Which uh, is from like the 30s. Yeah, I thought we, th- we had talked about watching all three of them. Yeah, right. Well, a big endeavor, and I, I couldn't find them. Any, I, couldn't I found the oldest one. I couldn't really? find the one from the 70s. Uh, that was the one I couldn't find, the one with Barbara Streisand. So I, you know, I wanted to watch that, which is like the, the first two are based on Hollywood, like not music. Yep. Um, the original and the, the one after that was a musical based on Hollywood, and the, the one that Streisand is obviously shifts to music, and then this is the remake of that. Those two would have been cool to kind of do, but it would have been weird to kind of compare them, like you said, because it's they're different, like you know Hollywood versus music, and yeah, you know. So. I mean, what I did do was I did listen to the soundtrack for the Streisand. Christopherson one. Oh, you did? Music was pretty bad. You <laughs> <laughs> also put it in context, right? That's in the 70s, so it's like you have this kind of country singer, and then this girl who goes, starts out like singing with him, same as the, the new one, but then she goes into what we would consider pop in the 70s, which was disco. So she <laughs> transitions yeah. into disco, yeah. like Gaga, transitions into like pop. Today. Yeah, we're going to get into whole, all that too. Um, so just to you know kind of uh, start this off um, seasoned musician Jackson Maine uh, discovers and falls in love with struggling artist Allie she has just about given up on her dream to make it big as a singer until Jackson coaxes her into the spotlight but even as Allie's career takes off the personal side of their relationship is breaking down as Jackson fights an ongoing battle with his own internal demons uh, and this film was directed by the one and only Bradley Cooper. I think this was his first film of film he's directed, I believe. I don't want to say for sure. Uh, obviously, I'm sure, I'm sure he wants to say that too. It was such a breakout hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First time, boom. And uh, well, I think it might. If it's not his first time um, directing, I think it definitely was his first time doing producing and directing, um, which he was on. Yeah, and he wrote the screenplay. Um, obviously, uh, starred him and Lady Gaga, and uh, won. You know, I was looking at the list of all the awards. It was either nominated for or won. There are a few. There was like some surprises in like that. A few award shows they placed like fourth and fifth in like a lot of the categories, which was crazy. Um, and then they won mostly. For the soundtrack, which and mostly for Shallow, mm-hmm. which won obviously the Academy Award, Golden Globe for Best Original Song, obviously. And I, I think that's where we jump into this whole thing. And well, what, what, did it, what did it place fourth and fifth to? Like, oh, um, well, I don't want to. Should I, should I put them out there? Yeah, okay. I'm going to put them out there. So, IndieWire, uh, shout out to those pe- the people's IndieWire. Their um, their award show they placed fourth, I believe it was um, Lady Gaga for best actress, mm-hmm. which is I'm like I feel like when it's such a I don't want to say small but it's not Oscars it's not Golden Globes right I feel like it should have done better because I don't think that and I'd have to get the list of what other film. Actresses were being considered, and it's probably, if 
I had to guess, it's IndieWire. They probably put in a lot of indie actresses in it. Right. I'm this like... What was they even doing in that award show? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't really an indie... I mean, this budget was huge compared to any indie film that probably was... You know what I mean? Well, I'm also thinking about, like, so for the bigger award shows, I haven't seen The Favorite, but mm. I'm assuming Best Actress... I bet that's who won. Yeah. Was, I mean, was running in a lot of those or ahead of it in a lot of them. So for me... Best actress, Lady Gaga. We're gonna kind of jump in here. She's not an actress, no, right? Both her and, and Bradley Cooper were kind of learning on the job for their respective roles. Yeah, uh, for their for their respective weaknesses. There was a few. There were a few other actors in there doing the same thing. So yeah. this was interesting. Um, and I, I thought she she did great for not being an actress. I don't yeah. think yeah, it's a, a, a award winning performance. Yeah, uh, yeah, but she. So as a music, so I was the reason why I wanted to do this film was because this is really the first film we've done that was music centric to it, and I kind of was interested in getting your view of what this film like, like what you thought about the film overall and versus like the industry view of things. So, um, so I mean, so. What, what, what were some of the things you liked out of the film? Um, I mean, I liked a lot. I mean, obviously, Bradley Cooper, definitely a best actor, uh, I think, mm. performance. Brad was pretty good um, as Jackson Mean, which alone, the name, that's so, um, that's so country Hollywood. Name. That's a, that's the dude. That's a you know Jackson Maine is the guy who hangs out with Blake Shelton and the off you know yeah and uh, and does like crossover music with him and you know wants to also be a Hollywood star but is you know doesn't want his privacy disrespected and lives on a ranch <laughs> you know so great name for the character. And I, I, honestly, like right out the gate, that first scene—it's a performance scene, right? He's coming on stage. You see him drinking, you know, oh, drinking, popping some pills, or whatever. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, he, I, I love that balance of like high and low, right? Um, so he's like, when he's out of the spotlight, he just—it's almost like he's deflated, and then he just like you know pops these drinks, whatever he's in. He has a alcohol and drug addiction, or yeah. Something. Those gets on stage and like he's up, yeah. Flip the script, completely different. He's that song they chose for that opening scene is amazing. That was really cool um, energy song. And then he gets off stage. They show like him in the car. Oh, when he goes into uh, well, when he just leaves the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Car got the driver. He's supposed to go home or something. He wants to go to the bar, but he's like drinking again and like deflated. Yeah. So I like that juxtaposition of. Yeah, I mean that that first scene, that first you know little montage of you know like of doing that. I, you know, I'm not I'm not a music artist, but it's so it feels like that was pretty authentic. You know, in the sense of you know this dude who's who doesn't know like like there's a stage person of him, and then. Once he leaves, there's he almost has no other. There is no Jackson Maine. There's nothing 
You know what I mean? So he has nothing to fill his time. There's no, you know, he's not like, okay, I'm finished playing. I'm going to go home to my wife and kids or I'm going to go and do, you know, this other stuff that maybe I'm into. Maybe I've got a, you know, I'm going to do a talk show tomorrow, so let me rest my vocals. And, right, we had to, it's kind of like what he said in the car is, I don't want to go home. Yeah. There's nothing for him to go home. And he says that later to her. Yeah. He says, thank you for making this a home. Yeah. kind of crazy I mean that you know that he to be a um, I mean I don't know like what it's true or you know I would assume that some of um, Lady Gaga's own experiences inform some of this since Bradley is even though he in his personal life he does have some music he's got his own band I believe and yeah and um, yeah um, but I don't think to the extent of this, you know. I think it's kind of like a hobby of sorts. Right. I, I feel like I have heard um, Lady Gaga in interviews say something like, or the, she has something on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. So there was some kind of, uh, I was watching a preview for it, there was some kind of snippet of, you know, nobody like wants to know me or something like that. She said something like that, and, and that was actually said in the film, or she said that to him, like, no one ever asks you anything, do they? Yeah. In the first scene when they're getting to know each other, so. Well, I think that's probably yeah. I think she's really uh, like I think her, you know, I've heard a few of her um, interviews of kind of like these frank interviews of her talking about her pre you know music career and when and it's almost if you listen to a lot of those interviews, it's almost word for word in a lot of ways how things were playing out for her and like the one like the scene when she's at the bar and you know talking about um how come she doesn't sing her own stuff and he you know she's like well no one's ever thought that I was good enough looking to right. do which weird I don't understand where how that you're ugly so don't sing your own songs I don't know how that works out but I get what she's trying to say and I believe that's probably True to form um, for a personal life, probably. Uh, what? So she was a backup singer for a long time. You know, backup singers don't necessarily garner a lot of the attention, unless they are like real. Like, I mean, obviously, there's been a few backup singers who have gone on and done quite well. Um, my the one that only comes to mind for me is Alita Adams. Who used to be the backup for Tears for Fears, and um, I mean I know Marcia Griffiths. Marcia Griffiths. She has like one of the most played wedding songs of all time, The Electric yep. Slide. Yep. She was an I three in Bob Marley in the way of her. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Oh wow. So, I mean, so you know, I, so, so you know, Jackson, kind of. I think there's two sides of the coin I think they're both sides of the same coin in this movie and and I think the movie does a good job of kind of showing you both sides of that coin um, and there's a scene where like it's a whole this, this whole montage where they're they're playing they're on the road and they're you know and they come rushing off the stage and there's like a table where there's all this alcohol and stuff and they're mixing quick and throwing them down and stuff and they're both doing this. And 
I kind of felt like, okay, is she going down this road? But it was almost like it was a, that. I think that was kind of like this interesting moment that showed you this, saying, okay, we both met at this crossroad, but I decided to go this way, and you just decided to stay on that road, and. Because that at that point you could think she could have stayed, they could both headed for disaster, um, but somehow she was able to kind of rise above it. I don't know what that means. I mean, and uh, you can take that from yeah, that's like the opposite road to say like a, a Whitney and Bonnie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to go there, but yeah. In, in real life. Yeah. Um, and, and talking about that montage, by the way. That was one thing I didn't like about the movie. Which is? Um, that montage, like, fast-forwards everything. Yeah. Right? But if you go back to the first uh, half an hour of the movie, mm. that's the first night they meet. And the first, like, 45, a little over, right. is the first 24 hours. Right. And so for me, that was really... The relationship was moving really fast, but the movie was moving really slow. And I yeah. understand there was a setup there, but, but then you have him... Another thing I was just like, oh, in the parking lot, he's like starts singing some lyrics. Oh, what did you think about that scene? I did not like. I, I, I mean, knew you were good. From a songwriter's perspective, like, it's not how it happened. Like, nah, me, come like, on. That's... I, know, I know it happens for a lot of people, but like, she's not writing it down. She's not recording it. She just came out with it. And then all of a sudden, this guy has a, uh, was a didactic me- memory or something, yep. and he writes, finishes the song the next day. Yeah, like, how did he <laughs> do that arrangement without... Exactly, and, and the lack of rehearsal, not just for that song, but for right. like another song. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> we got to save that, that for later on. The, we got to uh, save, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. There's, that is, there's a, yeah. Um, yeah, let's save that for the dislikes. Hold on for, um, um, what do you think about the uh, supporting cast uh, on this movie? Like, uh, there was a, I, I, I love Sam Elliott. Yeah, he was great. The brother, um, Bobby, he's not in the film that much. No, he's not, but he's he plays a, a pivotal role in it. Yeah, um, and I just, I, I like him in general. Yeah, me too. I feel like despite that deep voice, which could get a lot of people like, I mean, he's sort of this typecast, right? He's like, very typecast. He's a country, like, always like this cowboy, which he steps out of that, but they're from Arizona, so like, hey, he's still yeah, a cowboy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I just think emotionally he's, he's able to portray a lot of things. Like, he's a great actor. Yeah, he's a great actor. He's a lifetime achievement award, I think. Yeah. I, well, I mean, he not only had to be him, he had to act against himself because basically Bradley Cooper basically, I mean, he said, basically, I just stole his, him, his, voice. his voice. Yeah. And I was just like, what did you think about the voice? Did you think the voice played for for Bradley? Um, oh yeah, I'm on I'm singing this song right now. I thought it was fine. I, it didn't bother you at all. No, I, no. What, what bothered me is that I couldn't understand. At points, like I couldn't hear what he was saying. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I definitely might have missed some key, some pivotal. <laughs> well, because he couldn't understand what he was saying. Yeah. That's a new one. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought his voice was cool. I mean, I thought it was, you know, it was all right. It fit for the songs. 
Um, and we'll get into that when we get into the, 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 the music. Um, what characters um, do you think, like, what were your favorite characters out of this film? I mean, obviously, you know, I identify with, with Bradley Cooper, with Jackson. Um, not to the extent that he's a drug abuser, um, but, you know, hey, I like my alcohol. It was a, um, mm. I think it's, I mean, obviously he uses it for different things than I use it for to deal with his demons, as you said. But, I mean, as a songwriter um, and his approach, right. and I don't agree with latter scenes on how he treated <laughs> uh, Lady Gaga. Yeah. But fundamentally, like, I do believe, you know, I would go his route as a musician. I still am, as opposed to... right. You know, having to put out those pop songs to get to garner that. Yeah, we're gonna have conversations about some of that. that um, those fans, right? And I think I think Lady Gaga played also played herself. Oh, totally. Because you know, I do not like her the pop. I don't like Lady Gaga's pop stuff. Right. But you and I've but I've heard in her live performances she sits down at the piano just like she does yep, there. Yep. She it's I heard it's an amazing show. Yep. Um, and you get more of that same singer-songwriter out of her. And in the, the earlier songs, you see that with Bradley Cooper, you know. Mm. And uh, I guess I, yeah, I just believe in that, from that singer-songwriter point of view, and like songwriting's important, and even Bradley Cooper mentioned something about those tight jeans, one of her songwriters, like those tight jeans. Please don't talk about right now. He, he's like, he, he's like what, what, is, what, is, what is that? But what is that? What is that? What is that supposed to mean? I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly, my friend. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I too enjoy both performances. I, yeah, I like Jackson Maine very much. Um, I think, you know, I mean, with enough people have seen it, so I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but. I think this ending, the ending of the film is so impactful because he's so likable up front. You know, like, in, in, in that middle part, like you were saying, his, his, toward the latter end of his slide, he's obviously not the, the, the best person in the world. Um, but you still like him. You still root for him. I think he's a good person. Like, you know, alcoholism or drug addiction is a disease. Exactly. Says, like, him, but you know he feels bad for stuff he's done and said. So I think yeah, that's some psychological crap. You don't need to. Only thing I want want to know is like you know why why didn't his brother get him help sooner? Like do more, like you know what I mean? It was it was just yeah, he, he was, so he, uh, facilitated. Like yeah, he's like I'm taking care of you, but yeah, you're not taking. Him you're not him. yeah. <laughs> didn't make any sense. You like um, what's mm, it called a, uh, a uh, like a. Yeah, he's ena- yeah, pretty much all of them were enabling him, and so, you know, um, I also did like, you know, I did like the uh, first scene, like the drag bar. I, th- I thought everybody in the drag bar was really good. Yeah, that was. They, I mean, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much everybody. <laughs> yeah, they were just hilarious, and the guy that came in, um, just like start, he he sees him. He's like, I don't know, the bouncer or the guy at the door, or the host. Oh, her friend. This, this uh, is my friend. Like, <laughs> yeah, I would have been the same thing. Oh, yeah, my friend. Get my friend anything he wants. 
like, okay, I'm ready to pivot. Oh, man, I do, I do have some quotes from that scene. Oh, uh, go for it. Mm. And two of the, like the the host of the evening and like one of the drag queens oh, yeah, like yeah. arguing. Other the, one of the drag queens is like, "Don't talk to me in that bus driver." <laughs> <laughs> like, <what>? Yeah, <laughs> I remember that was hilarious. Uh, I was that was funny. Dying. Uh, and then, I mean, actually, this is this is Bradley Cooper when he meets her, meets Lady Gaga in, in the dressing room. I found there was a couple. I have a couple weird scenes. Oh, I bet I know one. Where he's just like, "Is that your eyebrow? Is that your eyebrow? Like, what? Mind if I take them off? (laughs) That's that's. I'm gonna try to use that on the pickup line. Is those your eyebrows? They are. Never mind. (laughs) Uh, P.S. I think we are clear for spoilers here. If you haven't seen it yet. If you haven't seen it. We're, we're late to the game doing a, a podcast. So, you, yeah. Really you better run off to HBO, stop this, go to HBO, yeah, watch yeah, it, and then... That's also what I was waiting for, because I couldn't see it in the theater. Yeah. I was waiting for that to pop off <laughs> on streaming. <sighs> um, man. Yeah, I mean, I have... <laughs> I don't know if we're going into all the quotes here. This one's a little bit far down the line. I you know I have one quote I have only one that that I have to mention and I don't know if you'll you you'll come up with it but we'll get into that um would um what character do you think this movie like if we take him out wouldn't make a difference uh well yeah I wrote down a couple okay that not in, in, in terms of this question but now that you're asking it yeah um Okay, so now we're going to get into it. Here we go. First of all, I didn't even... I was looking at the cast list, and I saw Eddie Griffin on it, and I was like, what? No, what? No. Yeah. And I forgot he was in that movie. Two seconds. Yeah. I was like, what? It, that cast list has people on there. I'm like, they weren't in this movie, but I forget about the award show. So I was like, oh, that 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 doesn't count. Come on. And, uh, um, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, that's who I was like. Two seconds, not even two seconds. I'm like, this SNL host and he's introducing uh, Lady Gaga, and he just says her name. And yeah, he got paid for that. Probably like ten million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> she. So yeah, but, you want to ask me? <laughs> Just like kind of like you could have saved so much money. Yeah. So, so would you say that Dave? Because Dave Chappelle is actually in that in that scene for a little bit. Do you think one? Well, I I think need the scene right because it was setting up some things about Bradley Cooper. Yeah. His past. But. So, do you need Dave Chappelle to do that? Okay. So we're gonna get into this because that's that's actually part of my quote. The one. So. I, it was weird, right? Like, I get they were trying to set up that it's kind of like a a bridge, but it almost looked like the it looked like the film was finished, and then one day um, Bradley was at you know some bar or award show, and they happened to run into Dave, and Dave goes, 
you know, I would have loved to have been in that movie. What? You want to be in a movie? Okay, let's set up shop and shoot an extra scene and we'll intercut it. Because I was like, what? <laughs> what? What? And then Noodle, that's his name? Noodle. And it just didn't fit. Oh, this and it was not just the quote. It's and I, I don't know whether it's the quote or the fact that Dave is not a. I love Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. but he is not a good, dramatic actor. He's not an actor, on any level, and so he says this line. Ain't nothing to be afraid of, bro. You know, it's like. Now, there you insert this absurdly long pause. It's like 10 seconds. And you're just sitting there waiting for him to say something. And he goes, I don't know. You float out. You float out to sea. And then one day you find a port. Say, I'm going to be a few days. A few days becomes a few years. Until you forgot where you were going in the first place. Now, that line had nothing to do with anything that was happening in that scene. And yeah, it was I'm, like they I'm just like, threw I'm it in there. I'm trying to think, like, what, what relevance did that have? It didn't have film in general. <laughs> nothing. It was like, he just like, yeah, I got to say something intelligent here. <laughs> so he just read, like, whatever he saw on the subway. I was, I, 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 you could have taken Dave out of this movie. Or you had to, like, I felt like they could have done that a different way. Well, also, I watched this with Anna's. What she like, think? Uh, she was like, it's so random. It's like, we need to throw a couple black people in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, the dad, Lady Gaga's dad, seeing a couple of black friends, they were, they were there? No. They don't count. Yeah. Right, I, so, yeah. But, it's a good point. Like, I guess one of the drag queens is black. Yeah. There's five black people in the movie. Five. All of which, all of which, theoretically, if you look at the movie... You could have taken them all out, and it wouldn't have made much difference. And actually, I think while we're on this subject, um, do you think this movie is as successful as like a, an R and B or blues film with oh, black actors? Well, I mean, <clears throat> um, without it being a, a biopic like James Brown or oh, okay, um, same film, same like, kind of film. Um, I feel like and you have like Aaliyah in the lead female role mm, and I don't know who does the or, or Washington is. <laughs> <laughs> Lonzo mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow that's a good question um I think it's just, you know, energy-wise, it's just really different. And if it's not going to be like a biopic, then, you know, we'd be trying to make things fun. Like, it's it's a party on the screen. And, you know, it's probably going to be at least one Drake showing. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, so here's, here's, here's one. I've never seen this movie, so... Which movie is that? You're gonna, but I, I guess it maybe falls in this vein. It was, it was successful with Dreamgirls. Oh, I saw that. And they had Beyonce in there. 
Eddie Murphy, right? Eddie Murphy was in um, it. So I haven't seen it. Along the same lines. Uh, yeah, it's pretty similar. I mean, pretty similar in its um, scale, for sure. Um, hmm. Did it get like? Did it have a best song winning and Grammys? Or yeah. Golden Globe. Um, and the thing about it was, but technically, it's a biopic, even though it's not, because it's actually about a real. Oh, it is. It is. Oh. So, I think the close, hmm, maybe maybe like the five heartbeats might be, and that was not big, and it wasn't a biopic either. Um, you know, to be honest, the one movie that really kind of it's kind of a biopic though that fits this is the one about uh, Selena Gomez. <clears throat> that to me is comparable because. The ending's kind of, you know, same tragic ending, scale of career, Jennifer Lopez, yeah. And um, I, that was a good movie. Um, and the soundtrack's pretty deep, though. We should do that. So. What's the Richie Valens one? Oh, La Bamba, that's a great one. That's, um, to be honest, as much as I love this film, Pound for pound, La Bamba's probably better, better than, than this. Star is born. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's also the same tragic ending as well. Yeah. Uh, so tragic endings play well. So, should we get into the music? Oh well, yeah, we've already touched on a couple things. Like the opening scene, as I said, the song's "Black Eyes." Um, I, 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 you don't hear the whole song, but I, I've actually, I, had, I should have opened with this. Which I listened to this soundtrack months ago. Yeah. Um, as I did with the uh, Spider-Verse no the Stryzman oh. version um, this music is much better um, and I, and I, but, I, but I've saved some of these to my playlist so I, overall I mean yeah there's a bunch of songs I really like obviously the Bradley Cooper slash earlier Lady Gaga songs yep um, when it gets to the pop ones I tune out yeah um, yeah um, I think one of my favorite if not my favorite Shallow was like right supposed to be the song, right? I think um, maybe it's time. Oh, uh, maybe it's time. My favorite song, which is early on. Yeah, the film, and, it, and it comes back several times. Yeah. Throughout the film, like, maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Yeah. I mean, that's very country. <laughs> it's yeah. Old school. I really like that one. It fits his voice. Yeah. Um, and of course, shallow. I cover that myself. Um, but. That's how I do it. I don't know about anybody else. Bradley Cooper like, finishes the next day and then and then brings her on stage like the day after he meets her. So what the? Fuck? Yeah, no, it's, it's it's a musician's wet dream, but dude, like it doesn't happen that way. Brings her on stage with a fully realized arrangement for a song that he only heard maybe one 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 chorus of. Right. What the fuck? I was, I was sitting there, and just looked at me like, understanding my discontent with the scene. She's like, just, just brush past it. Yeah. So, we'll move on. Uh, Remember us this way. Yeah. I really like that one too. 
Um, Would you? <clears throat> that's, that's, um, is that Bradley? Oh, that's her song. Which I know she sings it, but did he write? I think it's one of those ones where he started writing and then yeah. he brought her on stage to sing it, right? Uh, I think. No, 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 no. I think I think uh, that was her. That, mm-hmm. I think that was one. I think that was one of her. I think because there's a scene I think where she's playing it and he's he's doing the lead guitar for on the on that. Oh, remember us? Yeah, yeah. That's shallow. And remember us is one that she introduces him to. Yeah. And then he finishes with the band and then brings her on stage and she's prepared for it. I suppose. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay, is that one? Uh, look what I found. Oh, that was a scene in the recording studio. Oh, uh, with the piano? Yeah, so that's, that's what I know. I didn't know the piano. Um, which is cool because I, I kind of identify with that. Is I, you, know, you write songs and you perform them um, with your instrument. Right. And then, like, I guess early on doing this with uh, Segnon when I was recording early tracks, just going in, you play the guitar. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because that was a kind of a, like a, you know, I was, you know, watching it, you know, first she's in the studio and they're like, oh, this sucks. And he's like, nah, bring the, bring the piano in there and let her go. Is that really a difference? Really? Yeah, because you're you because I'm focusing one. I'm focusing on playing the guitar, so that may take some attention away. But mm-hmm. you also feel your rhythm and interesting. And, and you sing like kind of in that when you, when I'm not playing, I you're focused, I focused on, on singing and like oh let me try this. <laughs> I can do this with my voice that is hard to do while playing. Right? So do you think it's? I mean, for you, is it easier? To sing with your guitar than it is without it? Like, would you decide one day, all right, I'm going to never play again. I'm just going to be a vocalist and let somebody back me up. I mean, I prefer to play. Okay. Um, that being said, I like I said, I can do more with my voice when I'm not playing. So for recording sure. purposes, I think without guitar is good. When I'm live, though, right. I also consider my guitar my crutch. Like, I, it's it's like putting your hands in your pockets, yeah, and you're behind. It's so the guitar is like my your wall. <laughs> and they can't see me. Yeah, it kind of protects me because, like, when I do songs on stage, you know, like, uh, can't take no more. Can't touch this. The band is playing, and I'm just singing. I feel very awkward. Gotcha. But she didn't seem to have that problem in the film. That's what I'm saying. All of a sudden, she's doing dance lessons. Yeah. Oh, we got to... Someone that is so nervous about performing her own stuff, you just got right out there, huh? That was... I know we didn't talk about that scene, but there's that one scene when she's doing her first pop pop song solo performance where she kills the dancers and she takes them along by herself. She's wearing that disgustingly just terrible bodysuit outfit and she's doing the worst imitation of any, every cliche pop star ever. I was like, what? Well, that, I mean, I agreed with her manager at that point. Her hair was like, yeah, was was like fantastic, man. That's what I was like. What year is it supposed to be from? That, that was another question. You saw his pickup truck. Yeah, there's some old vehicles in this film. So I, they don't even state it, but hmm. um, anyway, we kind of digress. 
That's okay. So, well, that's the scene you just talked about. That song with Heal Me. Didn't like it. Yeah. Um, there's another one. Oh, why did you? Why did you do that? I, I think hate I, that that's song. the one with the, the, the jeans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hated that. That first line. I just wanted to fucking kill somebody. Yeah. I was like, what? What? That's funny because when I saw when I heard that song, literally I was in the theater going, "Yeah, can't wait to see what Chris thinks of this," because as a songwriter, I feel like that would be like scratching your nails on a blackboard. Just oh, really? You gonna go there? Yeah. Um. To be honest, <clears throat> that hair body face song, which I also didn't like. Oh. And you shouldn't, because if you see that hair, body, face name on anything, you should just never listen to it, because it either sounds like some bad commercial, or fucking hair, body. I feel like they did those songs on purpose badly. I think because you know, like because of that to build that tension between the two characters. Yeah. I, th- I totally think there was a message being delivered by Gaga in this movie, which is the over-commercialization of music. And Didn't she take a break from, yeah. from music because of the industry itself? Which, you know. Yeah. So. I mean, I, maybe, maybe. It still angers me. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you know what we didn't do? We didn't say whether Tom Hanks would be better, whether this movie would be better with Tom Hanks. I know how I'd want him in there, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you still have to have a, a like a manager role or something where he's seeing him as a brother. You, you want to be his brother? I'd rather. I'd like to have him as one of the drag queens in <laughs> in the bar. You know, Cause, cause like bosom buddies. Has ever done drag in a movie? He's done on TV. Bosom buddies, where he started. Ah, Buffy. I'd love to see him reprise his Buffy role in this film. In this film. That would be hilarious. So you're saying that's a yes for Tom Hanks in this film? Hey. As one of the drag queens. Hey, could, is, that, is that a big on. enough role for him? How, would, how, how funny would that be? Yes, it would be funny. <laughs> is that a big enough role for him, though? Hey, well, if Dave Chappelle, who makes $50 million to do one special, can do... What, three minutes of bad lines? I think Tom Hanks would be fine. He'd be fine. So, uh, in that vein, Tears in Heaven. Oh, Tears in Heaven could definitely be in this movie. This, to me, is, of all the movies we've done, this would be the perfect movie for this Well, movie. I yes, theme-wise, but then you literally have to replace the last song of the film, which is, I think, really fucking good. Uh, um, I'll never love again. Yeah, that was that's heavy, and the way they did it, and even on the soundtrack they have the film version, yeah, and the, and the recorded version, and the way they did it, um, I thought was amazing. They had her singing it at his like, uh, is yeah, uh, show, and then they cut to him playing, which is fucked up to her. That's just mean, man. It's just like this is really sad, and we're about to make it sadder. I. 
Yes, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that more in a second. But, um, <laughs> but then it cut to him singing to her, mm-hmm. which I, I just thought that was so powerful. Yep. But then they go back to her when it's done, and she just kind of exhales, I guess. Yep. Um, I th- and it goes to black. I thought that was an amazing ending to the film. That was a great, one of the great moments in film, cinematic history, I think. Like, un- underrated in a lot of ways. Just, like, the movie, you could just imagine in the theater, lights just go down and people... <laughs> oh, right. well, that was one thing I was thinking, is like, if this happened in real life, oh, the whole, everyone in the audience would be <clears throat> bawling. Absolutely bawling. When I went to go see it, that's what happened. Oh, yeah? So, to my right, up on the next row, were these three women... I remember when they came in, and you could hear them talking through the whole movie, like different moments, who I, where I wanted to just smack them. But when this scene came in, it was dead silent in that theater, and then you could hear, <laughs> I was like, wow. And, and actually, both Anderson and I did, I, I wrote down my note, and Anderson said to me about the song itself, Whitney Houston. I Will Always Love You. I mean, any of her ballads, pretty much like uh, uh, that one. I mean, Bodyguard, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, another movie, movie we, we should do. Yeah, we should. We, well, we haven't mentioned um, before they do the second a, one. A non, a fictional film. Or the movie, a TV right? show. Yeah. We, we're trying to find one. We'll have another one. But she doesn't have like Whitney Houston in that film doesn't have a counterpart really, uh, a musical counterpart. She has no, she has a counter. Kevin Costner. Yeah. So said like Whitney Houston slash uh, uh, Alicia Keys just kind of sounded like, and then Annis goes, you know what? <laughs> this sounds like, and I'm sorry to everyone out there. I believe I can fly. I gotta go. <laughs> that was the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. No, you didn't. But, you know, no, you can, she didn't. If you listen to it, you can, you can, you can fit it in there. I'm sorry, you can't. We're gonna have to have conversations <laughs> next time. I'll see you. Here's, Dude, it was stuck in my head. Oh, God. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, I I mean, I get... uh, Yeah, there's a pose. So I hope I ruined that movie for everybody. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, if you... Yeah. Oh, I also wanted to... um, There are a few more quotes out there. Go for it. Um, First of all, this movie did have have its... Because I don't think we've been talking about the funny parts in this movie, but it did have a couple... The, the father in particular and his friends. Oh, I love those guys. Those are um, Dice Clay. Um, by the way, was really good. I, to be honest, it was really weird because I. It took me a minute to recognize who he was. I don't even know what you're talking. You about. know, her father is Dice. Was Dice? That's Dice Clay. Andrew Dice Clay. What? I thought he was dead. No, you didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I was like, I what? I guarantee this movie got him a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Because he was actually pretty decent. Yeah. But um, there's a scene where they're uh, they're watching her video. Oh, on the YouTube. And uh, on YouTube, where they're talking about like how do they know how many people watch it? <laughs> and one of the guy goes, uh, "It's all well, it's an algorithm." And one of the dad goes, "What's an algorithm?" And one of the other guys says, <laughs> uh, it's, a, "It's a type of beat." Get it, everyone? Algorithm. But um, but that was funny. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, to, to, I guess because we've talked about a lot of you know, about um, singer songwriter stuff, mm. um, just Bradley Cooper really tr- always trying to hammer home to Lady Gaga. You know, you have to be true to yourself. You have to, you know, 
don't do what you're doing, essentially. And he says, uh, if you don't tell the truth out there, you're fucked. Which I, mm. I, just, I thought that was a really cool line. Um, yep. And then when she, I guess in his eyes, doesn't say, doesn't, isn't telling the truth, she's kind of going to this pop thing. Um, and they have their fight. He said, like, he said, calls her, he says, you're embarrassing. Oh, yeah. And then they have a fight, and he's just like, you're fucking ugly. Like, that was oh, great, yeah. Ugh, heavy. <laughs> uh, I'm sure like, everyone's had fights with their their counterpart, and I, you know, you know, it gets it gets to that level. So I thought it was a pretty realistic argument. Mm. Um, it, was, it was a well-written argument. Yeah, that was a... You know, it was a good, uh, that was, yeah, that was a pretty, uh, there were a couple good argument scenes. Yeah. That one was a good one. Yeah. And um, if you want to squeeze this one in here too, um, well, one thing I noticed is like, you know that opening scene and she's in the bathroom, like, Oh, I love that scene. I, I wrote this and then also the last scene where he's dropping, closing the, um, oh, yeah, that the, heartbreak, uh, the garage, garage door. door. Both of those things felt very Kubrick to me, Stanley Kubrick. Uh, specifically oh yeah, the, the the camera angle. Mm-hmm. And she's like still, she's standing there. Yep. Um, and then actually, it was more the way that um, Bradley Cooper looked in that final scene. His yep. hair was all trussed up. Yep. Like, I feel like Jack, Jack Nicholson. Yep. So I felt I felt some Stanley Kubrick influences in his um, direct, directing. Yeah, probably. I, I would have to agree to that too as well. I was trying to. I was trying. You're right, because I actually was thinking about that today when uh, the, that first that that scene where they they, they first show you this, the 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 you hear her talking, you don't see her, and then you see her come in the picture down this long, almost long hallway type view. It was very, I was like, why? Did, what does that make me feel like? Yeah, that's that's pretty perceptive. And uh, and also, I mean, I also think um, you have to say this. Definitely had a lot of things in mind to make this yep. this Hollywood production. Yep. I mean, he said he didn't want to make. It. I saw an interview. He was like, I didn't really want to make an interview. I wanted to have that intimacy. Um, but I'm sorry, you made this Hollywood film. Um, Pretty much. And uh, he, you know how iconic films have iconic lines. Yep. Um, one of them made me think of. Casablanca here is looking at you, kid. Which is um, where he says a couple times in the film, he says he calls her name. She stops and goes, "What?" And he oh. goes, uh, "Just want to take another look at yeah, you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. want to take another look at you. I thought um, he was going for it, and I, and, I, and I think it worked. I think it definitely worked for me too. So yeah, there was. Uh, <clears throat> I think you owe the, that line is owed to the screen chemistry that they had. Mm-hmm. I think without it, maybe that line doesn't work as well. It'd be a little like disingenuous. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, this has been said. Uh, yeah, to your point, the chemistry was absolutely there. Well, it's even in the bar, the cop bar, right? And at the scene at the um, at the grocery store where the woman tried to take picture and they're standing there, it all felt very, um, felt very like, you know, felt like very first date ish. Very, I just met you, but but it felt real. Like it wasn't like it was like kind of like let's show you what would happen on if this happened. It, it, you didn't feel that way. So um, 
I think that was kind of like the basis beginning of like building like this really strong connection. And I could see why a lot of people after the movie was done and, you know, people like, oh, is there, are they, is something happening between them off off screen? I'm like, first of all, I don't care. That's not my business. But I can see why people had that thought because the last time I'd seen this kind of screen chemistry online and had that kind of reaction. Monster's Ball. Halle Berry. Oh, (laughs) fuck. <laughs> yeah, Billy Bob Thornton and Holly Berry. Uh, <laughs> no, I was actually gonna say, um, um, what's the movie with um, with uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie? Where they play the assassins. Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. Great movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think everyone agrees with us, but I enjoy that movie. Doesn't matter. We, we're we're in control of this podcast, so. And we are the experts, clearly. Yeah, clearly, podcast, clearly. So. Y'all can go ahead. Um, <laughs> and um, of course they had to throw in this uh, this quote, um, because it's a music film. Uh, right. His, after he after he commits suicide, spoiler alert. Right. Uh, and his brother's talking about like <clears throat> how he said he, he once said. Uh, Same, it's the same story played over and over. Yep. Um, I feel like I would have. I want to read those that part of the script again and kind of really delve into it. But um, obviously, it catches you the first time because it's supposed to be this like mm. really deep quote, right? This deep idea. Um, mm. And as a musician, that just kind of caught me. Well. Well, to be quite frank, anything that he says with his, you know, you tend to believe it. If he told me, shit is good, I'd be like, you're right about that. Well, I mean, I feel like we haven't even talked about him enough. Um, I will talk about one scene. Probably one of, we haven't talked about favorite scene yet. We got to do that quick, so I'll do mine. I'll, okay, yeah. I think, I mean, I love the ending, but I, they really did a good job building a relationship between the brothers. Um, and I just liked when he was he picked him up and dropped him off from uh, his oh. alcohol his whatever, rehab, his rehab place thing, and he struggles to say as he's getting out of the car like uh, it wasn't dead eyed lies it was you and he closed the door real quick and he, and he walks away and then you just see his, uh, Bobby backing out and his eyes are tearing up and like you know they're both trying to be strong right but he, that's why I love I just he's he's a great actor <laughs> he's really yeah he's a great actor. Um, my favorite scene honestly um, and this was kind of a messed up scene but um, the scene at the award show when he goes that was hard to watch yeah. and well, I didn't even notice at first Anderson would be like yo he's peeing himself <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was just like you know. While he's talking, while she's making her speech. Yeah, he's like, he's stumbling, like, you, you want me to come up there? Damn, it was just. Wind, like, uh, everything about that. Yeah, that that was that was um, yeah. I I I just thought it was really just. I mean, just who when they came, I'd love to have been there when they's like, yeah, we, you know, what we should do. At the the peak of her career. 
Oh, this story right now. Let's just fuck it up. Let's just, let's, oh, what can we do to fuck it up? Oh, he can come on stage and pee on himself. Let's do that. That was great. I, I watched that scene over and over. Oh, really? I, I don't think I can watch that again. It's just hard to watch, but, you know, I think it's, you know, it wouldn't be hard to watch if it wasn't, like, so good, you know, so. So, we're getting... Close to time, so how about, time. This, what, what do you rate this film? Uh, wow, if you had asked me this a week or two after I saw it the first time, I would have probably given you a completely different answer, simply because I think the, the this is like a one of those movies, there are like a few movies, right, Where and we'll probably do a bunch of them, where the soundtrack is just so overwhelmingly good that despite some of the film's flaws, it motivates you, like you love the film that much more. Um, and it, look, this film has its flaws, obviously, but they're not, they're not major ones in the way of that would shape my opinion of it. Um, but I've listened to the soundtrack a billion, t- like at least, you know, six of those songs probably listen to at least three of them at least once every week or two it's in my playlist somehow so um, just based on the soundtrack and I'd probably give it like an eight I'd give it an eight I, I can't go higher than that simply because Dave Chappelle I mean I just not Dave, Dave you ruined the you, smell. you ruined it man you brought it down man no I just yeah eight um, I mean I, I clearly I didn't try to, but I clearly came out the gate with a bunch of stuff. Right. Um, yeah. That whole first 45 minutes <clears throat> kind of drove me a little nuts. Um, the first 45 minutes? I mean, look, that's 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 the whole first 24 hours. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's like... But what, what I'm saying is, like, how long it took to, to tell uh, that story. Like, I, oh, I, I feel like it's, mm. it's been done faster, but with the same quality before. So, okay. Um, to develop that relationship. That's an editing um, problem, unfortunately. Yeah, and on top of that, Songwriting, the finishing other people's songs without really knowing the whole what that that that, that hurt. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I think so, yeah, I, I, I did like what you said earlier about um, Lady Gaga or maybe everyone intentionally putting quote unquote bad songs in there. I'm, I'm I so, gotta believe they did that so, on purpose. But so so that enhances the idea of the soundtrack, but it still doesn't make those songs better. <laughs> It doesn't so, make them go away. Right. So, <laughs> yes, I like a bunch of songs from the soundtrack. Um, I think um, part of it might just be because I am a musician looking at it from that perspective. Another part of it might be because I've heard so many, it's been overblown for me now because right. I've heard all these people loving it. Um, I'm going to give it a seven. Um, because it's just not as, I don't think it's as good as everyone made it out to be. Okay. All right. I mean, hey, you you know, I, I I went into this kind of expecting that you would like it less, to be honest, because it's different. Like, it'd be like if we were reviewing a movie that was about film, and, you know, my view of it probably would be different than your view, in a sense. You know what I mean? I'm pretty well versed in film. Making. 
anyway. Um, but no, well, seven's okay. Um, Listen, it's not a four, right? It's not, not four or five. It's well, it's not a nine. Right? I mean, you know. But um, I also think off of this movie, we need to do Crazy Heart. Did yeah. you just, have you seen that already? Yeah. Oh. I love that movie. I've never seen it. Isn't that, who is that? That's the Jeff Bridges. He's singing, right? Yeah, the, 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 the soundtrack was made for him to sing it. Isn't that anyway, Le, Lebowski? We're going to do a whole second one. You're going to watch it. You're going to love it. Lebowski singing. Okay. That's actually a similar story to this one, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. We are at time. We are. What are you up to next? I have, uh, oh, I just released a new single. Show me something. True that. Streaming everywhere, so please check it out. Uh, it's that summer jam. It's meant to be a summer jam, so enjoy. Um, oh, but um, we didn't tell everybody too. <clears throat> if you continue following this podcast, there's going to be a little bit of a bonus on stitched onto the end of this. So um, look for a nice um, covered rendition of "Shallow" by yours truly. It was a great, that was a great show. So, Speaking of shows, yes. July 27th, piano, 6 o'clock, big venue. Nice transition. Yeah. <laughs> um, coming up, and, I, and you know, let's go to chrisarnsmusic.com, check out, I have shows booked out here in November. So. Cool. I have nothing. Literally, I, this time, seriously, I have nothing. I'm, I've been... This sounds familiar, right, everybody? I, and the second is going to be like, oh, oh, oh except... No, no. Literally, I have nothing. I'm, I'm doing nothing. But um, hey, if you guys want to get in touch, maybe to do some stuff together, um, let me know. You can reach me um, actually on my new website. Say well, it's not really new. It's it's back. DarrenJenkins.com, and um, you can actually be able to go up there to watch some of your videos and. And uh, we're going to be put up all that stuff that we've worked with you. Now I have a reason to go to your website. Yeah. So if you ever want to see, you know, another place to see some music, some um, that we've worked on, and music videos, some stuff. Look, I, I'm gonna not try to cut across what you're pl- putting out, but some nuggets that you know I forgot all about. There's a couple I actually have to send you by. By the way, anyway. But otherwise, I'm not doing anything. I'm going on vacation. Hopefully. Nowhere. Why? Because you're coming to my show. You, you oh, no, I'm, I'm out. Meet and greet Darren Jenkins on July 27th at the end of the o'clock. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, <laughs> meet and greet. And I'll give you the Dave Chappelle. Sometimes you're floating on the water and you just realize this lie makes no sense. Anyway. Meet Darren. What? We won't think about doing that. Whatever. Anyway, uh, once again, thanks to the infatuation.com for uh, being our grateful sponsors. They're still hanging in, man. I love them. And they're, you know what's funny about them is like now, like everybody I know uses it. Like every five minutes, someone's sending me a link. Hey, we should do this. And it's always an infatuation.com. Mm, yeah. All because of us. Must be. We're awesome. We should get paid more. We should. <laughs> we should. Or they should give us like free shit. Um, and thanks to anchor.fm wherever you are guys are out there 
hustling with Spotify. We should thank Spotify now. So thanks Spotify. We should thank them anyway because you know they're cool. They, um, I think we get a lot of of our plays off of Spotify and right. and another platform. I won't say, but um, and that's it. Um, this podcast will be going up real soon. So yes. cool. Thanks everybody. Uh, I am your host Darren Jenkins. And I'm Chris Saunders. And this was a, the second season of. The download. And in the bad times I